Good morning. This is Christine DiGiacomo, and today's morning briefing is called, How Then Shall We Live? Today, I picked up all of my Easter decorations and returned them to a box for storage because our Easter celebration is over. More important by far than sentimental decor is the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Neither death nor the grave could hold him captive. Surely, this has some bearing on how we ought to live our lives. It can't just be our Lenten preparation or three services during Holy Week and then Easter is over and poof, back to life as before. Oh no, in view of Jesus' great love and sacrifice, I ask, how then ought we live? Lord, surely you would have us carry the good news of the events of Easter into April and beyond, right? We look to the scriptures for clues. What happened when Jesus walked out of the tomb? The last several verses of Luke's gospel give us good detail. He, Jesus, said to them, This is what I told you while I was still with you. Everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms. Then he opened their minds so they could understand the scriptures. He told them, This is what is written. The Messiah will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day, and repentance for the forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. I am going to send you what my Father has promised. But stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. When he had led them out of the vicinity to Bethany, he lifted up his hands and blessed them. While he was blessing them, he left them and was taken up into heaven. Then they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. And they stayed continually at the temple, praising God. Jesus commissions the disciples to go into all the world with the gospel. The word gospel is derived from the old Anglo-Saxon word meaning good message or good news. As had been prophesied by the Old Testament writers and Jesus too, Christ suffered and rose from the dead on the third day. But now... The third part is to be fulfilled. Repentance and forgiveness of sins will be preached in His name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. Now, just imagine that you are part of the leaven. Judas, of course, is gone. And you are just learning what is coming next. Heck, you've just come out of hiding, figuring that since Jesus was alive and walking around, it must be safe to surface. But now, the next shoe drops. Jesus tells you, you are witnesses of these things. I am going to send you what my Father has promised, but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power on high. They have a calling to share what had taken place, what they had seen with their own eyes regarding Jesus, his life, teaching, miracles, the trials, crucifixion, and resurrection. 
that he did what he said he would do, that he was their long-awaited Messiah, but he would not send them out without equipping them, and that would be through the Holy Spirit. They would be clothed with power from on high. So Jesus tells them to go to Jerusalem and wait. They did so joyfully. But a funny thing happens along the way. A radical transformation begins among the eyewitnesses. Rather than continuing to be fearful, they become bold and ultimately willingly undergo persecution and even death rather than deny Jesus. Specifically, take James, the brother of our Lord, who the Gospels clearly stated did not believe in Jesus as the Messiah. After having seen his resurrected brother, he becomes an ardent follower and a leader in the early church. Know that in ancient Judaism, it was highly embarrassing for a rabbi's family not to accept him. Yet, this was Jesus' family. James would later be stoned to death because of his belief in his brother, Jesus. And how about Peter? Just weeks before, though he had been forewarned, he would do it, and he swore he would not. He denied knowing Jesus three times inside of a few hours. This same Peter preached so powerfully within days of Jesus' ascension that more than 3,000 became believers of Jesus that day. Check it out, Acts chapter 2. What could account for this change? Being an eyewitness of the risen Lord, God has raised this Jesus to life, Peter said, and we are all witnesses of the fact. What shall we say then? We who are convinced of the risen living Lord. He opened their minds so they could understand the scriptures. We should ask God for Holy Spirit inspiration and understanding when we are studying God's word. He left them and was taken up into heaven. They worshipped him. He was no longer with them, but they worshipped him. And so we too should offer worship and praise to him. He said, I'm going to send you what my father has promised, but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power on high. Don't you see? God promises us the Holy Spirit. When he comes to us, we have power. We should desire it and ask for it and seek to grow more in the things of the Holy Spirit. He lifted up his hands and blessed them. And so, I bless you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit to walk in newness of life, to walk in Him. In view of a living Lord Jesus Christ, let us continue to grow in Him. That is how we then shall live.